Your Life by Design presents the Expansion and Evolution Project. In this podcast series, I interview women who have decided to shake it up and redefine what it means to be successful and lean into a mission-driven life. These are women who are on a soul expansion journey. They left what was familiar, made a pivot in their career, and followed the calls of their soul. Listen to their journey, the lessons they learned, the doubts that they moved through, and how much more expanded their life feels just by leaning into their desires. Be inspired by their story so that you can begin to take those steps that lead you to redefining your own life. This process of expansion and evolution is the core of my work and how I came to create my Meet Your Edge experience, which takes you through the edges of your potential and onto your next evolution. I can't wait to share this with you. Stay on to the end so you can access my complimentary expansion evolution workbook with journal questions. Now let's begin. Courtney, welcome to the Expansion Evolution Project Series. Thank you so much for being available today and talking to me. I'm so excited to hear more about your journey. Before we get started, I would love to hear a little bit what you currently do. Tell the listeners what you're doing right now. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I am a high-level leadership consultant. I The reason 90% of small businesses fail in the first five years is because they fail to outsource and Mm -hmm. they believe that they can do it all. And so I help entrepreneurs begin the very begin and expand the very scary journey of outsourcing their business. It's so funny because I just hired a VA and it was on my vision board. I knew who I wanted to hire. I knew how much she was going to charge and I just, I, I think I just signed the contract like two weeks ago. So very new. And it feels like this huge weight lifted off my shoulders because I literally was a one person show and doing it all. And I can see how that your business would fail if you feel like you can do it all. And I think a lot of people feel like, I think it comes from a control aspect, right? Like they feel like they need to have their hands in everything, but then doesn't it like suffer your creativity too? And like your just motivation and everything. It's a combination of things. It's control. It's not feeling safe and being supported. Mm -hmm. It's you hire people and you don't know how to properly delegate. And so you're getting things back and they're not correct. And you're like, see, like that proves that I can't trust anyone else. Or you don't really know how to interview. And so maybe you're hiring mismatches for your brand. So there can be a lot of things like giving up control is definitely the number one thing or believing you can do it better, but we're just being afraid to spend the money. I broke my ankle in December and um, I, it was like a pretty bad break. And so I basically was on the couch for almost three months and I had to relinquish so much control, even like my husband driving me places where in my mind, it'd be so much quicker if you take this route, but I couldn't do anything. And so it was just taught me this lesson of just trusting that the other person has it and you will get there when you're, when you'll eventually get there. So when you just said that, that memory just popped in my mind. So you coach other coaches or just business owners in general. I mostly work with coaches or people that have more of a spiritual type business, Mm. just because I also use human design and mindset work and some of the woo-woo stuff. I definitely will work with other business owners, but I feel like there's like this aspect missing that they're not really bought into. So I have more fun working with coaches, but I've worked with all sorts of businesses. 
What's your human design type? I'm a three, five emotional manigen. Oh, I'm an emotional manigen too. I'm a six, three. I love human design. I actually have this, this program coming out called meet your edge, where it's all about like that. I talk about like right before you make that pivot, you're on the edge of this expansion. And it either can be, is that point of almost like, it's like that point of overturn, right? Cause once you step over, like you've just expanded but it's scary to be at that place. And so one of the things I do is I pull in elements of human design for people to understand themselves more and as opposed to almost like a deconditioning process, but you didn't always, you weren't always a coach. You were in court and like, you had a corp job before that, right? What did yeah, you I worked for? in corporate America for 17 years. Wow. Um, working in HR. Mm. So I've had a ton of facets in HR so I started out as I started out in sales, but then I became like a sales trainer and helping to onboard new people. And then from there I did, I was an HR manager. And so I did everything in HR. I've never done recruiting or benefits, but I don't have a big passion for either of those. And then I worked on a project team for HR And then I worked in employee relations for six years. So how did you, what did that journey look like for you from that to, I want to coach and dive into all the woo stuff? (laughs) It was an interesting journey. When I was an HR manager at Target, I was working a ton of hours, like Mm -hmm. 60 hours a week, plus a 40 minute commute each way, making $50,000 a year. Like it just wasn't... I just felt like this cannot be everything. I was in my 20s. I had dated this guy in my early 20s. And I remember him talking about a working holiday visa where you could go to New Zealand or Australia and live over there for a year. And I decided to look it up. And one literally night after probably one in the morning, I had gotten home from Target and just had a really crappy night at work because even as an HR manager, which I actually liked my HR portion of my job, but I also had to be a store manager 20 hours a week. And I did not like that part of my job. And I had gotten home from a really bad night closing and decided to just Google the working holiday visa and applied for it. And because I had my master's degree, it was free. And it said it normally took four to six weeks to get approved. And I got approved in 48 hours. Oh, wow. And I literally just, This was before I knew about manifestation or anything, but I guess my intuition was just like, you're meant to do this. And so I decided that I was going to quit my job and sell everything and move to New Zealand. Let me talk about that before you you dive in, because that's a huge pivot in itself. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that journey led to so many breakthroughs for yourself. But was there any, were you at that point being like, I'm just done And then, and because you were in your twenties, like I would imagine at that point you weren't, you didn't, there really wasn't any big commitments other than work. Did you have any reservations? Were there like fear or were you like, I'm just, I need to get out? No, I didn't have really, I guess a little bit of fear of moving to a new place. I actually had told a friend about it and she felt the same way. And so we went together. Oh, that's so fun. So I feel like that helped. Uh, I weirdly like never had fear that I wouldn't find a job. I just assumed and I got, I visualized in my head, like, and it actually turned out way better than I imagined. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I would have to work like a crappy job over there 
but I actually got a really good job that paid really well that allowed me to travel and have quite a bit of money when I was over there. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah, that was like the first big pivot of my life. And I feel like at that point, my soul was like, you are not meant for corporate America. But I didn't really know that message yet because I didn't have, even though my brother's an entrepreneur, I didn't have this like clear path to entrepreneurship. I had a job in New Zealand that I really enjoyed. I worked for the New Zealand Fire Service and I worked on the HR like project management team. But which that experience in and of itself was amazing and just changed me in a lot of ways. It made me see that I re- how much I really value freedom. But in my mind, I was still on this trajectory of corporate America is mm. the only option. Mm. I ended up traveling for about two years total. So I lived in New Zealand for a year. I went to Europe for a while. And then by myself, I went to Asia for three months wow. and backpacked. Wow. So. It was an experience that just allowed me to get to know myself more, get more confident. Mm -hmm. But I came home from that trip and I couldn't find a job. Mm -hmm. Like I kept interviewing and literally people would say to me, how do we know that you're not just going to move to another country? Oh, wow. And I was like, how do you know I'm not going to get married and have kids? Like, why is that even a factor? So I kept being told like you were number two for this job and I almost got this job at a coal like a coal place that was going to pay six figures and it was the highest paying job that I had ever had and even come close to and honestly I was I was told in the interview I got the job and the next day they sent me an email saying that I didn't get it and I was so devastated but I'm honestly glad I didn't get it because if I had gotten it I just would have become a slave to corporate again because I wouldn't have sought out anything else And so because I couldn't find a job, network marketing just fell in my lap. And it was something I'd heard about, but never had any interest in, but was like, I have to figure out a way to make some money. And I'm doing these Beachbody programs. So I guess I'll sign up. And so I signed up to be a coach and I had like pretty quick success, but honestly, I don't know, they're payouts can be hard to like really make money and so I was doing okay but not amazing with them and I never made enough money where it made sense but it was very sold out to like the dream of the life that they were creating for you yeah but realized I didn't love working out at home I didn't love the product but couldn't imagine how I could again create that on my own yep Um, And so a lot of Beachbody coaches left for this company called Prove It. And I left with them. And again, I had really fast success. I was actually making really good. I was making like eight or $10,000 a month with them. So I was making good money. But again, like I just wasn't passionate about making weight loss the like sole focus of my life for the rest of my life. And so at that point, I was like, oh, I'm not passionate about this. I don't know what I need to do. And I ended up going back to corporate America full time. And it was really good in some ways for me because it helped me pick up a skill, which I use in my business that I would not have had before, Mm -hmm. which is employee relations. And that's a huge part of my business now. And it also helped me see like how soul sucking and terrible it is and how much I really hated it. (laughs) That polarity creates clarity, right? (laughs) So I was there for almost six years 
And I started, I took a break completely from business building, from doing anything for about a year and a half. Like I just needed to not have split focus and just really focused on myself and things like that. And um, I focused on my health and fitness and I actually dropped a lot of weight. Then Mm -hmm. when I went back to corporate America, it started Mm -hmm. back on. And I think part of it was just my body. This is not where you flourish. And then when did you get into what you currently do now? So I started my coaching business in January of 2020. Yeah. And then so now I would imagine this is the lifestyle that you wanted to live, right? Yeah. So then it actually started to, it's interesting. I started my business and then COVID hit (laughs) and COVID was actually a blessing because I, it would have been hard to, I had such a busy full social calendar. I couldn't have imagined trying to start my business with my social calendar and working full-time. Yeah. Like it just wouldn't have fit. And I don't think it would have, it would have taken me so long. And I don't know that I would have stayed the course or stayed motivated because it would have been like, I'm making good money at Wells Fargo. I want to go spend time with my friends. So it was good that I had all this time to work on it. And then the more I worked on my business and had clients and really got joy out of working with my clients, I just started to become honestly a little bit resentful of my corporate job, but thankful for the money that was coming in. So you were like still having your corporate job, but also now exploring in this coaching piece, like your needs, financial needs were being met with one job. And it's almost like your soulful needs were being met with your coaching business. Yeah. Yeah. And then when did you like completely transition over that to that? So I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue. Yeah. And I think it was just like the burnout from court. I worked a lot at -hmm. my corporate job and then also was working on my coaching business and not really much time to do a lot else. So I took a leave of absence from work because I just couldn't. I had also at the same time. I was working my business, I was working my job, and I had a flood in my house at the same time mm-hmm. and was having to, it's basically a full-time job to work with insurance and like yeah. direct contractors and all of that. And it was like, my body just collapsed. Oh, yeah. And so in May of 2021, I took a leave of absence from work and I just didn't return from my leave of absence. So you're basically still on this leave of absence, but you now you have. No, I my leave of absence ended in June of 2021 or in December of 2021. So what piece of advice would you have for those who are in the same situation where they like the money they're making, they worked really hard where they are in their career, they find it soul sucking, they have this desire to lean into something but it's this doubt that's creeping in because you're crazy to leave this paycheck. What kind of advice would you have for that person? I started to, because there was a point where I got really resentful of my job. And so I started to, instead of looking at my job as like this terrible, like soul sucking thing, it was investing in my business for me. And I was working at Wells Fargo and I was like, Wells Fargo is my biggest investor and started to just appreciate that I had that. But there is, there was a tipping point where it was like my like soul and my happiness have to be more important yes. than this paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel money can be like this limitless resource. You can always make more money. Your time is truly the only true limited resource. And so I love that perspective that you just shared. 
How would people find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to learn more about your coaching business? Yeah. Let us know how they would find you. Yeah. Instagram is where I hang out the most. They can find me at the wandering manifester. I actually have, depending on when you're listening to this, but you can book a free 30 minute call with me to just chat about outsourcing in your organization and any support that I can provide for you awesome. with that. And then I also right now am speaking for totally free in masterminds and on podcasts and just really trying to, I feel like I'm delving into a niche that's not talked about in the coaching industry. Right. And mm-hmm. so I know it's taking a lot of education. I was talking to another coach and she says, business coaches tell you all the time, outsourcing is the answer. And then you're like, okay, how do I do it? And it's just quiet. Yeah. They're telling you that they, they know the answer, but they don't know how to provide the solution. Right. I found myself in a situation over a year ago. I think it was like a year, it was like a year and a half ago where I'm like, I know I want to outsource and my like social media stuff to someone, to a virtual assistant. And someone had told me about this virtual assistant that they use overseas. And so I decided to hire that person and there was so much resistance. There was so much like, they're not understanding my vision, but I don't think I'm communicating my vision the way that it needs to be communicated. And every time they would send a graphic, I would either change it myself, or I would tell them, don't worry about graphics. I'm going to do it now because it just, it doesn't, it didn't resonate with my brand. And so eventually I was like, okay, this is not going to work. So I stepped away and, and then I just hired someone recently who I know their work. I like, I know people who worked with her and I love her style that she did, but yeah, I think like some people say, okay, hire, okay, boom, we'll just jump right in without realizing, is this the right fit for you? All that stuff. So I love that. I think you're right. I think more people need to more, have more guidance on that. I'm going to link all that stuff in the show notes about where they can find you. Thank you again for this opportunity. I loved hearing your journey and I love that you're doing what you love and you got away from a career that was like really impacting your health. Yeah, thank you for having me. And it won't be easy. Like you have to be willing to just stay the course and decide that this is the direction you want to go. I think a huge thing that can be scary when you leave a six-figure job is in the back of your mind telling yourself all the time, I can just go get another job. Which is true. Mm -hmm. But as long as that is your option in the back of your mind, Mm -hmm. you will block yourself from really being able to see the opportunity for success and stay the course through the hard. Because you're not necessarily immediately going to be making six figures in your business or replacing your entire corporate salary. And so are you willing to live maybe a life that's slightly less glamorous for a little while in order to get to the glamour on the other side? And I would imagine like doing that without resistance, right? Like just being in flow with that, which is hard if you're leaving a certain lifestyle, but yeah. But resistance is okay. It (laughs) happens. Like you just have to start to have awareness around your resistance and (laughs) ask yourself how you can surrender and be willing to Even if you're a full-time job, like right now, my full-time job, I don't have it anymore. It's not a source of income, but I found other sources of income to take pressure off of my business. So like I rent out my extra bedroom in my house on Airbnb and I make close to $2,000 a month just doing that. So there's other ways that you can still bring in money that's from other things. Like how money, there's always like ways to make money, but time is truly the only limited resource. Yeah. 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 And at the end of the day, it's all about your happiness, peace, and health. 
Uh, so thanks again, Courtney. I really appreciated this. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Expansion and Evolution Project presented by Your Life by Design podcast. I hope you enjoy listening to these amazing guests and their journey to living a mission-driven life. If you're interested in your own expansion and evolution, then go ahead and download my free workbook that is exclusive to this project series. I have some incredible journal prompts that will have you thinking about your own ability to expand and evolve. And if you're ready to take it a step further and work with me, then check out my new program, Meet Your Edge, a powerful, individually curated three-part one-on-one container designed to help you meet your edge and propel you towards your ultimate potential. It combines human design, rapid resolution therapy, and created for the woman who is ready to recognize her gifts, stand in her power, and take ownership as the person who thrives in a mission-driven life. You can grab the link to this program in the show notes as well. I'll see you on the next episode.